We're going to try this today. We're going to do a story from the gospel that we just heard. And I want to tell it to you from the perspective of the Apostle Peter. Are you ready for this? We've been fishing all night. And there's nothing in this net. All night long, we would grab this net, and we'd pick it up, and we'd throw it out into the lake, and we'd wait, and we'd wait, and we'd pull it up, and we'd pull it up. And every time we pulled it up that night, still no fish. And we'd throw it out, and we'd bring it back up, and we'd throw it out, and we'd bring it back up all night long, nothing to show for our efforts. As we'd watch the the moon go by in the sky, we would still find out that there was nothing left in our nets to feed our hungry bellies. There was nothing for us to bring home to our family to, to pay for our debts. We were in trouble. And there that morning, I'm sitting there on the lake, by the lake, Lake Gennesaret, and we're mending our nets, and we're washing them out in the water, and then we see people. And it's one thing to kind of come home empty-handed, it's another thing to come home empty-handed for a crowd to see that you caught nothing all night long. We could see the crowd, and some of them were looking at him, and they were snickering, And others were looking, kind of shaking their heads at us. And you could almost feel like they were sorry for us as well. And they were there by the shore listening to the Master. And the Master was teaching them. And he'd been teaching for a while. Word was getting around about his teaching just up the road in Nazareth. And when I say up the road, I mean up the road. It's high up there in Nazareth, the hometown of the Master. And he was in the synagogue one Sabbath, one Shabbat, and the scroll of Isaiah was given to him. And unrolling the scroll, the Master, he read from Isaiah, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim freedom for the captives, release for the prisoners, to open the eyes of the blind, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And after he rolled that scroll back up and handed it to the attendant, he told the people in his hometown synagogue, today, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And he went on to teach them because they were amazed at the beautiful words that were coming from his mouth. And he's saying, I'm sure you're going to say to yourself, physician, heal yourself. Do here in your hometown what we've heard you do down in Capernaum. And the master said, there were many widows in the days of Elijah when the heavens were shut up and there was famine across the land. But, God, but Elijah was only sent to one widow, the widow of Zarephath on the seaport city of Sidon. Well, our people here in the Galilee, we don't take too kindly to those seaport folks there in Sidon. And so you could start to feel people getting upset there in the synagogue in Nazareth. 
And then Jesus said, and there were many lepers in the days of Elisha, the prophet. But Elisha was only sent to Naaman, the one from Syria. And so when you add Sidon with Syria, those are two enemy peoples that our peoples do not like. And so for once it was like, oh, they love this Jesus teaching. And then their attitude changed. And then you could see the anger fuming. And they grabbed Jesus and they ran him to the top of the hill. They wanted to throw him down. And if you go down off the hill in Nazareth, you're not coming back up. And they were getting ready to push him to his death. And the master, he just walked right through the crowd and came on down to our hometown here in Capernaum. And he went to the synagogue in Capernaum and he was teaching that day too. And people were amazed. They were astonished at the teachings of the master because he taught like one who had authority. And he walked a couple blocks down from the synagogue there in Capernaum and he came to my house. And he came to my house I said, Jesus, my mother-in-law lives with us and she's not been feeling too well. In fact, um, she has this high fever. Would you, would you see if you could do something? And I know what you're saying, you know, hey, mother-in-law, I don't think I'd have anybody help my mother-in-law. No, I love my family. And I said, yes, could you help her? And, and he bent down and he commanded that fever. He spoke sternly to that fever, rebuked it, and it left. Much like he did earlier in the synagogue there in Capernaum that day. There was a guy who had a demon in the synagogue. Can you imagine being in the synagogue and there's this man with a demon and he starts speaking out to Jesus, don't torment us before the appointed time. We know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus spoke sternly to that demon. He said, come out of him. And that demon threw that man on the ground, but it did not injure him, and he left. Jesus spoke sternly to the demon, and it left. Jesus rebuked the fever of my mother-in-law, and it left. And that day, the whole town came up to our house. People who were sick and had fevers and, and blindness and illness and everything. Everyone lined up and Jesus healed them all. That was a special, special day to have the healer in my home. And after he healed my mother-in-law, she actually got up right then and there and fixed us supper. And the next morning you got to watch Jesus because sometimes he doesn't like to be with a lot of people. And he had this habit to steal away early in the morning, to get away all by himself. And that's what he did this day. Off into a quiet place up in the hill. And people were looking for him. Where is he? We like this miracle worker. We want him to stay around. And they found Jesus, and he said, I've got to go to other towns and preach about the kingdom of God, for that is the reason I came. And Jesus left our hometown of Capernaum and went down south into Judea to do some preaching, and then he comes back here to Capernaum, right here at the lake, right here and I'm mending my nets. And I don't know how we can get broken nets when there's no fish in them all 
night long. And there the crowd is looking at us, and there Jesus is looking at me. He says, Peter, I want to sit in your boat. Would you take your boat and just push off the shore a little bit? Jesus wants to come into my boat. I guess I better let him. So I said, come on. And I get in, and I start to push off just a little bit from the shore. He said, with the large crowd here, I need a little more distance. We want to let this water kind of amplify my voice. So I'm pushing just a little bit off of the shoreline so that he can preach his message. And you got to remember, I was up all night long, and Jesus is a good preacher, but i got to admit, I was kind of dozing here and there, I'll be honest. And he starts to sit in my boat, and he starts to teach the crowds And one of the things that he would teach about, he would say something like this. He'd say, the kingdom of heaven is like a net, a net full of fish. And he looked at me, and I'm like, what do you expect me to do about this stuff? Are you really just trying to rub this in? But he says, no, the kingdom of heaven is like a net full of fish. And then you bring the, the net full of fish. I get the point, Jesus. The net's full of fish, and you, you dump all the fish out onto the shore. And then you separate the fish. You put good fish over here, you put bad fish over there. So it will be like at the end of the age, God will send His angels in and separate the good from the bad, and the bad will be burned up, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus taught that day from my boat and then he looked back at me after he'd done his teaching he said I want you to put out into deeper water I want to let want you to let down your nets for a catch now remember Jesus I've been fishing all night long Peter and myself Andrew, James, John, we had a couple boats out here. There's no fish right now. It's not a good time. But because you say so, because you say so, I'm going to let you captain my boat. Master, because you say so. And so once again, We're pushing out a little further into the deep waters. I'm not so sure how this is going to turn out, I'll be honest. And we're pushing out that deep, deep water. (sighs) Because you say so, Master... Threw the nets out. And we wait. Nothing happens. Nothing's happening. And I'm almost about to say, see, I told you there's no fish here. We've been here all night. There's no fish. And then it starts to get a little jug, get a little jerk in the net. 
We know what that's like, and then there's some more action happening, and I realize there might be some fish in here after all. And then before long, we start getting this action happening, and now the mast of our boat's starting to do one of these. I'm like, this is something horrendous. I can't imagine what is going on here. And we start to pull, and we start realizing this is almost about to break, and I call out, James, John, you need to get over here. We've got some fish here. We've got a catcher. Life is changing. We're going to have a good, good day. And they start coming, and we start pulling this net full of fish all the way into our boats. And they have to, they start yanking on it over there and over here. The nets are breaking, and we've got so many fish. This is the largest catch I have ever seen in my whole entire life. How did this happen? And before long, we start putting the fish in our boat. And they start putting the fish in their boats. And our nets are breaking. And then I realize, whoa, this boat's getting a little bit lower to the surface of the water. And then we start taking on water. And then we start having to bail some water. And I realized I just got into something that I had no idea what just happened. And then I realized, who made this happen? And I got down on my knees And I'm there in the water in my boat and I get my hands in the water and I get down at the feet of the master of my boat and I said, Jesus, you you need to leave. You need to go away. I'm a sinful person. I, I don't deserve this catch of fish. We're about to die here. You... I don't know how you're going to go, but you just need to go. And I remember reading in the prophet in Isaiah where Isaiah has this tremendous vision where he sees God and he sees this train of his robe filling the temple and there's these angels flying around and they're crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And then Isaiah says, Whoa, am I. I am a man of unclean lips. I live among a people of unclean lips. And I've just seen the Lord high and exalted. I kind of know what Isaiah may have felt like in that moment. I said, Jesus, you need to go. I am a sinful person. Please go away. But much like Isaiah... When he saw God high and lifted up, there was a question before him. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Jesus, you need to leave. I can't have you on my boat any longer. And he looked at me and he said, don't be afraid. Don't Don't be afraid, Peter. Don't be afraid. I've got lots of things to be afraid of. I've got a family I need to care for. I've got a sinking boat full of fish that I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get to market. I've got Romans running around, might take my home this week. I've got some things to be afraid of. Don't be afraid. And he said, from now on, from now 
on, you're not going to just catch fish. You're going to catch people. You're going to bring them in alive. From now on, your life is going to be different, Peter. From now on, you're not just going to catch these fish. So we got back up, and I start looking at this net full of fish. James and John are in the boat. Their boats are still tipsy. And I look at all these fish, and I think, could it be possible that each of these fish could represent a person? Could it be possible that I'd catch all of these fish, all of these people for the master? From now on, you're not going to catch just fish. You're going to catch people and bring them here to me. I still don't know how we did it, but we got our boats back to shore. And we hauled that load of fish we got out of our boats and we were able to dump all those fish onto the shore. James and John brought their boats. We had our boats right there on the shore. I look at Jesus. I look at my fish. His fish, really. I look at his fish. I look at my partners. I look at my brother. I look at our boats. I look at Jesus. I've seen what you can do. I've heard your teachings. You don't teach like everyone else. I believe you. I trust you. These fish, they're going to die pretty soon. Some of them probably are. You are dead. I looked at them and I'm thinking, what do you guys think? Should we leave this fishing for fish and go fish for some people and follow the master? Look at them, and they kind of do a little head nod. We took a step off of that shoreline that day. I looked at those fish. I looked at those boats. I looked at my partners, and we left to go follow the master. From now on, you're going to fish for people. From now on, I still remember the prophet Isaiah. Whom shall we send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah said, here I am. Send me. We're going to follow that lead too. We believed in the master enough to leave it all to follow. From now on, the ones who believe Leave death to catch life.
with the master.